Welcome to Cozy Content Corner. I am your host, Sarah Weiss of On Brand by Sarah. And if you like realistic conversation about social media, video marketing, personal branding, and everything in between, you have landed in the right place, my friend. We do not hold any ish back over here. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, my Cozy Content Corner fam. I am so excited to hang out, get cozy, grab your beverage of choice because we're going deep today. This episode is all about why I left my speech therapy job. Yes, after I spent all of that time and money and got my degree and started my career in the field of speech language pathology, why I left And I am going to be completely transparent with you and tell you that this was the hardest episode I have ever had to record. I have not gone deep on this subject anywhere. And so you guys are getting the first listen uh, of my, my inner thoughts. I was so scared that I was going to use the wrong verbiage and I was rambling in my intro and I was just nervous. I I get nervous too, even though I create content for the primary portion of my job. And so I sent my friend Casey, Casey Jordan, who is a neurodivergent coach uh, with her master's in mental health. I sent her a message and I said, hey, would you be willing to give this a listen before I release it into the universe? Because I just want to make sure I'm approaching this with the utmost respect, transparency, and vulnerability possible. And uh, she was so generous with her time and I got the green light from her. And listen, it's important to share these parts of your story, especially since I know that me sharing this part of my story is going to help other people. So without further ado, here is why I left my speech therapy job. Now, let me set the stage for you. I grew up as a child with an IEP, an individualized education program or plan. And I was always in a room that had an aid and I always felt different. I was diagnosed with ADD when I was really young and I just, I always felt really different. I never thought that I would be able to go into the fields where I'm helping other people with disabilities and I did. And it was one of my most proud moments of my entire life. I chose the field of speech therapy because I wanted to help people, but I didn't want to be a doctor. And I came across videos on YouTube of a boy named Creed. The YouTube channel was called, I think it's still up, it's called Creed's World. Creed has unfortunately passed away as of the time of this recording, unrelated to his issues with communication and autism and all of that stuff. He had many other complex needs. But I stumbled across their videos on YouTube and he was using a communication device to talk to his mom. 
And it was amazing. I never saw anything like it, to be honest. The only thing that I had seen, it was like Stephen Hawking. And I'm like, oh my God, this boy can tell his mom that his head is hurting, his feet are hurting, that he wants chips, that he wants to go to the supermarket to go get burgers. Like, this is the most amazing thing in the world. And I, and I'm still like this, once I set my heart and my mind on something, I go all in. And so I changed my major in college from communications. So like advertising, PR, publishing, all of that stuff. And I changed it to communication disorders, which was the pre-speech language pathology path. And it was, I'm not gonna lie, like undergrad was pretty easy. Like I really enjoyed it. It was kind of just like your prerequisite work. You were just kind of setting the stage for what you were going to learn in grad school. Now, grad school was a totally different story. First of all, I applied to eight different schools. I got into one and I got waitlisted at two. And grad school was to this day, the hardest experience that I've ever had to go through in my entire life. There were definitely people and parts of that program that were not run the right way because I should not have been in as much physical and emotional distress as I was. And I am not exaggerating. Like, I... I'm an anxious person, but my anxiety and my depression skyrocketed in grad school. I developed like gastro issues in grad school to the point where like I had to have an endoscopy because like my acid reflux was so bad that I was having trouble swallowing, which is one of the things that we learn about in grad school as a speech pathologist. But it was so bad. Like, there were days that I was in clinic seeing my first client at nine o'clock in the morning. And I lived about probably 30 minutes away from the campus. So I had to wake up super early to get my life together to be there, to be in the session with that first client at 9 a.m. And I would go all day. And my last class would end at 9 50 in the evening. That is insane. I don't know how that was allowed. I have no idea. Anyway, grad school was an experience for me and not a good one. Not a good one at all. The only good parts of it were my clinics. I absolutely loved working with clients and I loved my externships where you would go into the field and actually get to like go into a school or a hospital or a rehab and like work under a certified speech therapist. Now, I did one of my externships in a out of district placement for ages three to 21. And I loved my externship, but Looking back at it now, it was very specific to the group of kids that I was with and the team that I was with. 
I ended up getting a full-time job at that out-of-district placement once I graduated, and I was placed with a totally different population of kids. And this is where I I want to be careful with my words because it's not the children's fault. It's what I was able to handle for myself as somebody with a chronic illness, as somebody with really high anxiety. And this is where things started to go on a downward spiral. The kids that I was working at in an ad, in the out-of-district placement were very high needs. And I'm not talking about like the communication, high needs, I'm all about. The child is non-speaking, amazing. Let's work together and get them a communication device. The child has trouble with speech clarity, amazing. I went and got certified in an approach called prompt. I was a prompt rock star. <laughs> like that wasn't the issue. The issue was the behaviors and the issue was the lack of support from, I guess, administration and other support staff that was supposed to kind of be stepping in there was not enough of them and so on a daily basis and i guess i should give a trigger warning for physical harm and you know this is it's it's going to it's going to get kind of deep but this this needs to be talked about because this uh, and and there are some amazing creators on TikTok that I follow that are that are starting to shed light on these high needs autistic individuals but I don't see or hear a lot of speech therapists doing it and that's why I thought like maybe something's wrong with me or maybe I'm just in a special situation but that's not the case once I started speaking out about it to other speech therapists I learned that I wasn't alone and so even if another speech therapist stumbles upon upon this podcast, even though this podcast isn't inherently about speech therapists, I want you to know that you're not alone. And if anybody has a story that they feel like, oh, it's an extenuating circumstance, I'm, you know, I'm a special case, maybe I can't handle it, maybe I'm different. No, you're not alone. It's probably just a situation that people don't like to talk about because it's taboo. So anyway, I started getting physically harmed by my students and it wasn't the student's fault. They have a disability that makes it hard for them to regulate their emotions and their bodies and their feel like it's not their fault. The issue was that I, as a speech therapist, wasn't being supported by administration and every day I would go into work knowing that there's not a chance that I'm going to get hurt. There's a 100% reality that I'm going to get hurt today. I'm going to get bit. I'm going to get spit at. I'm going to get a, a huge chunk of my hair ripped out of my head. I am going to... 
have like a huge migraine because of the screaming. I'm going to have to put on arm guards and mechanics gloves because I am going to get dug into with my client's fingers. Like that was my reality every single day. So as much as it was taxing mentally, physically, I knew I was going into work and getting hurt every day. And then I changed jobs and I went to another out of district placement where there was a lot more support. And so I thought, okay, this is going to be better for me. But There's still the reality that I am somebody with a chronic illness. I'm somebody that is really, really prone to migraines, really prone to pain. There are days that I can wake up and my whole body could be so tender that like I even somebody like squeezing my arm will like totally exacerbate a flare. And again, it's not my client's fault. It's the fact that I was not the right fit for that kind of setting. And I felt ashamed and I felt guilty. And I'm like, I don't know that this is what I want to do. And I know people are like, there's so many other settings. or There's so many other things that you can do. But for me... I was also experiencing a lack of fulfillment. I'm like, I am such a creative person. I don't get my creative cup filled up every day. I am the parents and administration are never satisfied. I would talk to my friends in grad from grad school and from other walks of my SLP life that were like, yes, I work in a private practice. It's the same thing. People are never satisfied. You never feel like you have enough support. You work in a hospital. You people are never satisfied. You feel like you never have enough support (laughs) and you have to work weekends and holidays. And I'm like, dude, I know I spent all this money and I know I spent all this time and I know I put myself through this mental and physical trauma, but I don't think this is for me. And again, that was a really hard realization to handle. It was hard for my friends and family to understand and accept, especially my parents, because they're like, absolutely not. Like, you have a great paying job with a master's degree. Like, what are you doing? But the thing is, I will always keep up my certification and I will always keep at least one toe dipped in the speech world. I always have at least one client or somebody in the membership or just somebody in my social media sphere that is a speech therapist, that is a speech therapist that is making content on social media for their business, their private practice, what have you. And so there's still ways that I can keep the parts of speech that I love and that I'm passionate about really near and dear to my heart without sacrificing my physical, mental, and emotional well-being. And when I tell you I am so much more healthy, fulfilled, happy, 
emotionally stable. I I cannot even express to you how much my life has changed since leaving the field of speech. And I don't want this to deter anyone that, you know, wants to be a speech pathologist because this is just my truth. This is just my experience. You can have a totally different experience. You can be somebody that doesn't suffer from a chronic illness. You can be someone that's in a setting where you are super supported and and people are super, you know, where you feel super supported. So that is my story. I am so, so happy with where I am today. It's a leap that I was so scared to take. It's a leap I never thought I would take. Again, I will always keep up my certification and my licensure because I never want to take the praxis again. That's the test that like you have to take in order to be a certified speech language pathologist. But I am just so, so, so happy with where I am in this season of life. And if you listened, thank you so much. And I hope that even if you are not a speech therapist and didn't have this exact situation, I hope I validated the experience that if you feel like you are the only one that is experiencing something or you feel like you are the only one that is having this like, you know, insane circumstance, I guarantee you you're not. It's probably just something uncomfortable and taboo for others around you to talk about. So if you got anything out of this episode, be it support, validation, aha moments, oh shit moments, please shoot me a message on TikTok or Instagram and tell me about it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cozy Content Corner. If you liked it, please be sure to give the show a follow and leave us a rate and review. If anything resonated with you from this episode, please come over to TikTok or Instagram and tell me about it. Until next time, my friend.